0: At the rands Podcast. Happy Friday to you guys. And uh, it's raining miserable here. I'm not sure about what you guys are dealing with up there. If it's still snowing or what. Or whoever else listens to this around the country. But, yeah, it's miserable here and I'm on my way to work. I really would have loved to work from home today, but... One of my coworkers decided to drop something on my lap at 4 o'clock yesterday. And we need this by tomorrow. Okay. Fine. It's not like I have nothing else to do in my, in my daily tasks. You know. It's not like I have a whole bunch of stuff I have to catch up on. But hey, whatever. Ending's done. I'll just drop with the. I'm doing it and doing, but I get to work for them on Monday because my kids have a desk deployment, and all three of them do. So <sighs> that'll be fun. Anyways, pit uh, the other day, dropped the game to uh, Georgia Tech. You know they kept the game closed for most of it. Georgia Tech sucks. I don't know how uh, Josh Pastor still ha- still is ha- still working still keeps a job, basically, you know, basically Calipari handed him the uh, the Memphis job, and all he had to do was, you know, maintain it, and he tried to, and of course, he decided to get out while he could, which is probably smart on his part, because things weren't going too swingly for uh, Memphis since then, because, you know, and I think Perry handed him a really good recruiting class, too. He left them a really good one. I think Will Barton was in that class. He's now in the NBA, of course. But Josh really hasn't done a whole lot much since then. And, well, I think people expected more of Josh. And it just didn't happen. I mean, basically, it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much where a certain person opens a restaurant, and it's really successful, and he decides to move on to his partner or somebody that, you know, he really likes, or he or she really likes, my apologies, and, um, you know, they they, uh, basically get to manage it and own it, and unfortunately for some, uh, in some instances... They build upon the restaurant or whatever the business, make it more, you know, successful. Some just keep it the way it is and just you know, hey, hey just like keep let the mic keep coming in. You know? Or some just treat it like a uh, cash cow and just you know, it's a pay for them and then they milk it until it, it runs out. Kind of like my mom's business, you know, she had a partnership with a, with uh, somebody. And they had a really good business, and um, and it was easy to maintain. And and fortunately, in business, we have a partnership. Well, if you don't get along with your partner after a while, then that's when that's when business falls apart. So she allowed her partner to 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 buy her out. Things went, you know, and after that, you know, the business went south. I mean, there were some things that, you know, my mom offered to do for her before, you know, the business, you know, before she was gone. One of them was to get out of debt because they still had debt they had to pay off. And she offered to pay the debt off right then and there. Well, no, she just wanted my mom gone. And, of course, the business fell apart. And I think she, whatever, money, whatever money she had left for my mom, she pocketed and lied about it. And you know. She could have saw a lawyer. But at the end of the day. She, she would never recover that money anyway. She would have been of course the lawyers would have jacked her up. But Karma has a. Uh, has a way of doing things to people. So I'm sure she'll get hers. Anyways guys. Back to uh, my original point. Well I was talking about Josh Pastner. But as far as pick goes, obviously, right now, they're just, um, they're limited. They're doing all they can. I mean, they broke 60 points this last game, and they still lost, unfortunately. It's just, it's frustrating at times, because when you think they finally they, they finally have something together in a game, they finally are in a position to do something, they, um, well, they start missing shots or missing free throws. All kinds of weird stuff happens. But, you know, it's gonna take another year or two for you know this to get better. I mean the potential's there, it just Cabela's gotta get more players. Turo Brown has obviously been an up and down type of player, and I don't know why. Earlier in the year, it seemed like the guy had all the confidence in the world. I mean, he was a badass. Now he's just not, not that much. I mean, I said I said you know, during the game, I said, you know, if Jamie Dixon would see Terrell Brown shoot a three or attempt a three, he'd probably have his transfer papers waiting for him when he got to the bench. But but then again, his rebounding has been so mediocre that he probably wouldn't be on the. He probably would have been on the court anyway. And people lame in the back, Cam Johnson and Ryan Luther not being here, and if they were here, it would be really good. I don't. I kind of disagree with that. I I think in the case of Cam Johnson, um, I think he's so good now is because, well, he had a lot of potential, but then he went to uh, North Carolina and obviously got really good coaching. And I'm sure Ryan Luther going to Arizona with Sean Miller, he's gotten better coaching down there as well. So I really don't think they'd be any better. Any better if they would stay at Pitt than what they were. I mean, sure they would improve, but I, I don't think that you know. I don't think Cam Johnson would be a borderline NBA pick right now. Drought, you know, first round pick than he is right now. And you know there were some other fun fun things that happened this that you know that same night. Uh, Duke of North Carolina squared off, and uh, you know how that goes. It was Zion and versus the uh, the Carolina Blue, and something happened. You know, of course this was a big game, and of course tickets were going for three grand in some instances. This was a huge game, and you know it's kind of like dumping some big money into something, and it just falls apart. It's like buying the, uh, the the sixty grand BMW that you wanted and it ends up being a lemon. Or as soon as you or as soon as you pull off the lot, some guy slams into your into the side of it. Funny, huh? So in the game, Zion's uh, you know landed awkwardly and his shoe exploded. and he was gone the rest of the um, he was gone the rest of the year not the year, I mean the game so we really didn't know the extent of the guy's injury and of course the pay the, the, pay, uh, the pay college athletes crowd came out of the woodwork you know because it's not, you know it's, it's, it's Zion obviously has been the only guy that's, that's gone injured in the game all year you know, I mean, I, I've referenced t- t- you know, TCU losing four four players for the year, but I don't see anybody coming out to them and saying, "Well, yeah, we should pay these guys." You know, we should pay them. You know, this is you know, you know they're they're doing all this and we're not paying them. No, we're not we're not hearing that garbage at all. No, but Zion gets hurt and obviously everybody wants to wants to scream, but amateurism is a con. NCAA is a big scam. But for one thing, these kids, they don't just get a scholarship, okay? It's not like they just get handed a scholarship and say, Well, yep, yeah, go to school, Johnny. You got your free scholarship. They get free healthcare, they get a whole they got tutoring, they get a whole bunch of stuff. They get a lot of stuff that regular college kids don't get. So wait, Well a lot of people want to soapbox about it. And at the same time. Telling the normal college student who's taking out, Lord knows how many loans, living off of ramen noodles, and Totino's pizzas, to get their asses to the games and you know donate and support donate and support the uh, the team because they need the money. It just I don't know. I mean. For Zion, it was unfortunate. I mean, I don't, there's been a really few times I've seen a shoe explode on the court. It rarely happens. So I'm sure, you know, Duke, Nike, and um, because, you know, that's who, who uh, Duke's getting all their money from. You know, I'm sure these, in Zion's camp, I'm sure they will have a big, nice little conversation of what happened, of what happened that night. Why the hell did my shoe explode on the court? It's like we got all this money invested in this guy. Why the hell did you guys give us a damn shoe that explodes? And Duke also took an insurance policy off for him, supposedly, and it's worth, I guess, it was worth up to eight million dollars. So the kid's gonna get money, and the kid obviously. And now the big topic is whether whether or not he finishes this season or not. Is that, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. That decision's up to Zion if he wants to play. He suppose he loves to play college basketball. He loves the experience, and that's going to be up to him. And I'm sure if he, even if he, if he decides if he decides to play, and if it's his decision, you're going to hear, hear people say, "Well, you know, Duke's making him play. You know, they're his the sponsors making him play." And no, nobody's going to make him play. All right, the guy's talented as he is. So if this shoe sponsor is going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to pull whatever if you don't play. Somebody else will come grab him and they'll get rich off his ass. But as one guy person said, you know, with this whole, you know, this whole argument is he brought to me on Twitter. He sees Not everybody's a star like Zion, which, you know, he's got a really big point. I'm not going to argue with him on that. I mean, I'm not going to hyperventilate He's a point. He's got a point. He's a star. So I mean, there's things at the instead we could do. I mean, the thing about it is this money that they make, it just, just it doesn't go to the best programs. It goes to all the programs they gotta fund. It just can't be done. Okay. I mean, UConn's forty million in the hole. They can't do it. Nobody can. Because here's the thing. If you pay Zion, you got to pay everybody else. That's how, just how it goes. I mean, what can you do? Well, one thing you do is lift the one-year NBA rule that uh, that the uh, NBA imposed on NCAA players. You know, the league of players that bitched on Twitter that night about how things need to change because of Zion. Uh, hey, your league imposed, actually, your players' union and the NBA agreed on that one-year rule. So maybe you guys should uh, you guys shove a discussion and yank that one-year wait. That's not the NCAA's fault. That's the NBA's. And I'm sure, and suppose it was done to avoid the, you know what what has had before, like you know Kwame Brown and this and that. I get that, but you know what. These kids are 18. If they want to, if they want to go pro, let them go pro. And if they don't work out in the NBA, if things don't work out, if they're busts, if they don't make the team, whatever, well, let them go back to college. Let, let them be on scholarship. I mean, give it, or, or at least give them a plan for after the NBA. Don't just say, "Oh, you're done." Oh, you're, well, forget it. Give them a plan for what they need to do next. So they, that, that's how you combat that. But I just find it hilarious people want to, you know, NBA players want to poke fingers at the NCAA when it's really them that, you know, if it wasn't for that role with Zion, probably wouldn't be playing at Duke right now. We wouldn't have these one and dunks. And you know, the scary part is, is you got these leagues that want to form now that that want to give these players an option. And I mean, if anything. Maybe go to the G League, as you know that's beca- that's becoming another reality as well. So I don't know. I think the G League was his option, but he wanted to play in college because he wanted that experience. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, you're playing against other schools. You got the pep bands. You got the tournament. You got the rivalries. I mean, there's a lot on the line there. It's a lot of fun. That's why a lot of these like kids go to these schools for for, that, for stuff like that. But uh, anyways, you know, if anything, let these players market themselves. Let them have perks. You know, if uh, if this if this if the uh, CFO wants to, uh, you know, who happens to be a donor wants to give uh, Johnny, you know, a hundred dollar handshake, let him he wants a new Xbox, let them buy it. I mean Let them sell their autographs, let them do a whole bunch of stuff. Let them sell memorabilia. You know, let them make money off themselves. I mean, lift all that. I mean give them give them that opportunity to do that. So, you know, there's a lot that you know there's a lot that can be done that it's not that big of a deal. I mean. I, I would say you just let the school, let the schools police themselves, and not, you know, NCAA. But that's just a—that's kind of a nightmare waiting to happen. Because then you got those academic scandals you saw come up. Of course, the death penalty and whatnot. But you know. You know, LeBron's going to be in Space Jam and maybe he can, uh, maybe this movie will, he can combat, you know, his his sweatshop that's making exploding shoes. Although, I noticed last night, like I guess Adam Silver sent his, sent his goons out to uh, make sure uh, the Lakers make the playoffs. Because, you know, Rockets game was pretty badly officiated and surprisingly James Harden had three fouls, was on the bench with three fouls already. But uh, basically, the NBA needs LeBron and the Lakers in the playoffs. They need LeBron in the playoffs, period. Because it's money for them. But he's not going to get too... But even if they get to the playoffs, it's not gonna, they're not going to get too far because of uh, other teams that are going on. I mean, if they are if they were to go deep in the playoffs, they would need some teams to fall out. And one of them is Golden State. And I'm not sure if there's anybody that can uh, combat Golden State right now. It's going to take some horribly, horribly bad of fishing to uh, to do that. So that won't happen. All right, as we say, look, as we stay with the local, you know, let's go local for a minute. Uh, you and Bell obviously is finally free at last, as he quoted Martin Luther King. And supposedly he's up to 260 pounds. I'm sure he'll be able to get that weight down by, by train camp. He's going to have to. But he $50 million in his first two years. So I'm not sure he... Somebody's going to give it to him. I'm not, just not sure who it is. I mean, I, I mean a, a running back who's been out one year to give him that much money. I wouldn't do it. because you don't know what you're getting. I mean, the guy is supposedly up to... T- He's out of shape right now. What you could do is... You know, you can give him his money and if anything, give him a, And say, hey, you know what? If your ass shows up in shape by train camp, you're not fat... And maybe that money becomes all guaranteed. So you're gonna, you probably got to bargain with them. I'm, the thing is, how much what teams can really bargain with a guy? I'm, I'm sure. He, I mean, Phillies. You know, I uh, just watched two years ago. I mean, actually, a year ago now. You could uh. You know, one of his landing spots supposedly is Philly, and that's a smart place for him. You know, you're going you're going to a winner, and if they and if they had the budget for it, yep, do it. Go play for a winner. Uh, there's the Texans, and um, Texans need a running back, but their offensive line really isn't good. And well, good luck with that. But, you know, then there's the Jets who are pretty much dumb enough to, you know, give their, you know, spend the money for anything. And Although he'll have a bunch of losing seasons because the Jets suck. Well, he'll have a, he'll get paid then. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of options for him. And Tony Brown's another story of Steers need to trade him and I'm not sure where, where he'll go. He parted ways with Art Rooney and people are complaining, you know, about the, about the selfie. And, you know, people are saying that, that, you know, how Art Rooney was with him. Mean, he should have been mean or whatever. People need to realize this is about business. And you can't, you know, cut your nose to spite your face. So you end... This thing with Antonio Brown on a good note. You sit and you have a conversation with him, you iron your shit out. And if he wants to go somewhere else, let him go. That's where he's going. Obviously, for whatever reason, he's not crazy about Ben. And Ben obviously is a likable guy. And now that, you know, now whatever issues Antonio Brown has had, it's been flipped to Ben. And pretty much the media is demonizing Ben. I mean, ben, has dumb, ben hasn't really done so many favors either. I mean, he's not innocent in this at all. So I'm not exactly sure what exactly happened. I mean, sure, we got Juju, but Antonio Brown's really good and he opened things up for other receivers. So you just got to hope that Juju can, um, can do the same. But yeah, I'm I'm not really seeing this team next year being any good without Antonio, even even without Antonio Brown. I think they're not going to be any good. So I'm not even sure where where Stewart's going to deal them. I mean, in Houston—they talked about this, and really, to be honest, he's he wouldn't be a good fit for Houston because him and Bill O'Brien just wouldn't get along at all. And people said the Colts, and I'm not sure even the Colts will even want him. It, it just depends. I mean, if, he, if he's going to go somewhere where, he, where there's another, another number one wide receiver, he's got to learn to live with the fact that he's going to be number two and that he may not get the ball as number one. That's what he needs to realize. And if he can realize that, then I think he'll be fine. But I don't see that happening. And who knows? It may, it may change. Maybe he just wanted to change the scenery. You know, Pittsburgh tends to be a, a gloomy place to live for nine months out of the year. The sun never comes out. And, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of people I've talked to who you know who lived in Pittsburgh and at one time. And they said that, uh, for one thing, they couldn't stand the fact that it, 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 the sun was hardly ever out. And one guy said he was so bored there, it was the most he ever drank Ever he said when he moved when he lived in Pittsburgh for, for about a year he said he drank more than he ever drank ever <laughs> because he said that's all there was really to do in Pittsburgh at one time was a drink and of course he was working oil and gas so I'm not sure what his, you know, what his activities were or if he ever explored the area my guess is he probably he probably stayed at a hotel or an apartment probably went and bought a piece of beer and just drank beer and watched television because he didn't want to go out anywhere probably too scared So, as far as those two, I'm, I'm sure those stories will continue to be monitored, and I'm sure the media will continue to fight with each other over it, like they always do. Of course, you know, there's a war between Madden and Dunlap, as always, over this, and you know, Madden called him soft about this whole thing, and that's all for show, and I'm sure whatever monster truck rally they're at, they'll take a, they'll take a selfie they get, and how, how good friends they are. Oh, yes alright guys we'll close out here the weekend's coming um yeah uh, I'm sure you guys have been following the whole uh, Jesse Smollett thing where he uh, for for one thing that's a big mess I mean two guys in in red Donald Trump hats in minus 20 degree weather mugging uh, doing a hate crime it was pretty much I didn't really say much about it I mean i I kind of figured there was something up with that and naturally it was and, and I think the fact that he filed a false police report and people were people are saying why is he facing jail time and not barbecue Becky well probably because Barbecue Becky called 911 and she didn't really file an actual report she just called and said hey they're not supposed to be uh, cooking out here and so the cop came, of course, and saw it was bullshit and then left it at that. But, if anything, she could have just, you know... She wouldn't have faced jail time for that because one thing, she really didn't file an actual report. At, at, at worst, she would have uh, been fined, you know, for doing that. I mean, because 911 is supposed to be for emergencies, not for... uh not for people you you don't like cooking out, that you, and you feel they don't need to be there. And they were in. The, then the people that were cooking out were in the right. Whereas Jesse actually filed an actual report, and um, I think once the cops realized there was there was holes in the story that they just you know and it was bullshit, they just hadn't investigated further. I think if, I think if in Jesse's case, if he would have just said a bunch of guys jumped me for being gay and left it at that, then probably nothing happens. It probably doesn't even get investigated. It's just I think once the they uh, said a bunch of white guys in red hats, that was it. People jumped all over this, and not not so much in. Social justice warriors, but politicians as well jumped all over this. People, you know, people who were trying to run for president, jumped all over this. Called it, a, you know, Kamala Harris called the modern day lynching. So when that happened, he was screwed. He was fucked. Because social justice warriors, social media in general, is not going to let a hate crime go away easily. They're going to keep prodding. They're going to e- they're going to be emailing, calling up the, the local uh, PD to investigate. They're going to call the FBI. It's not going to die. So all Jesse really had to do was just say, hey, a bunch of guys jumped me. I got assaulted. That's it. And maybe in, you know what? It probably doesn't get as much attention as it did. But now, you know, I doubt he's going to face jail time. I'm sure he'll hire a really good lawyer and he'll pretty much, they'll settle something else. So, I really don't think he'll be in jail for this. So, people are screaming by him facing jail time. He's not going to go to jail. If anything, he'll, he'll he'll probably be on probation or pay a fine or something like that. Or it'll, or it'll be settled some other way. But I doubt he will uh be behind bars so people need to stop um over, over exaggerating it because I mean even mis- even misdemeanors you face jail time I mean the word Koic you can face jail time at the maximum a lot of times with a misdemeanor you pay a fine due community service oh well guys let's get the hell out of here happy Friday hell to pit bye look around